This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If at any point during our show you want a little more information, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And if you're at our website, please feel free to head on over to our radio page. Um, You can check out any of our past shows, and you can also subscribe now to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. That way you'll always be kept up to date with the latest episodes that we've aired. Um, Today's conversation, we're gonna talk about procrastination and retirement. Webster's Dictionary defines procrastination as intentionally putting off the doing of something that should be done. Um, You know, we're all guilty of it. We've all procrastinated about something. It could be something as simple as like doing the dishes. I know I don't usually like doing them or uh, mowing the lawn. Thankfully, my wife loves doing the lawn. I don't know why, but she does. So, (laughs) But it really could also be something to do more um, serious, like with your finances, um, paying off debt, saving for retirement, things like that. Automobile maintenance. Automobile maintenance. That's a good one also. Yep. Um, You know, basically, the longer that we procrastinate, the the harder it just can be to get started on a project, you know, like um, or like another example, maybe the garage, something like that, cleaning out the garage yet alone actually completing doing it. So it's funny, sometimes my wife will say to me, oh, let's just do that tomorrow. And I sarcastically reply back to her, oh, okay, honey, let's put off to tomorrow what we can do today. Yeah, that makes sense. But only kidding, <laughs> only, ki- only kidding, Marcy, the procrastinators, please don't get mad at me. <laughs> the procrastinator's motto. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I hear you in the background, Tony. I wanted to actually introduce to the audience our co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Well, I'm doing good, Baron, and I'm glad we're doing this show because I know you've been wanting to do a show on procrastination for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, but, but you I kept, kept putting, putting it, it off. Touche. But I'm bump. All right. Uh, I'm doing great. I've had a great week. Looking forward to the show today. Simon. Uh, our other co-host, we got Baron and we have Simon here. Simon, how are you doing? I'm doing really well considering the title of the show because it reminds me, and I think I've told Baron this, of a class I had in college and it was public speaking and I hated public speaking. I mean, mortified. <laughs> and we built up 30 second speeches to a minute speeches to five minute speeches to a 15 minute presentation by the end of the course. And one of the very first courses, classes, whatever speeches that somebody did was why procrastination was bad. 
So the very end of the semester, we get our long 15, 20 minute, whatever it was, speech. And I did mine on why you should procrastinate. And it was hilarious. (laughs) You should procrastinate. (laughs) You took the counterpoint view. I like it. Yes. Well, I think with our finances, it's definitely smart to not procrastinate. (laughs) Correct. We won't apply that to today. That's what you and Baron are always telling us. So, uh, Baron, great topic today. Um, You know, procrastination, like you said, we're all guilty. I know I have some projects in in my workshop in the garage that I haven't gotten around to yet. Yeah, actually, Tony, psychologytoday.com, they mentioned that procrastination often involves some level of self-deception. I mean, we're just trying to kid ourselves to a certain extent. At some level, we're aware of the truth of our procrastination. If you haven't started saving for retirement or you haven't created a clear retirement strategy, you really know that you need to get started. You know, if it's any consolation to you, though, you're not alone. When the Employee Benefit Research Institute asked workers um, as part of their latest retirement confidence survey, they asked them how much they had set aside for retirement. More than a third of those people surveyed between the ages of 40 and 54 said they had less than $25,000 saved. And more than a quarter of those 55 and older said they had even less than that. I mean, we hear those, you know, these statistics all the time. And and quite frankly, it's really very, very scary. I mean, I, I don't know how someone can possibly be in that situation. I mean, it has to be very disappointing and uncomfortable knowing that there's going to be a problem if it isn't addressed and if they just keep procrastinating along. Right. Yeah, it, it really builds the more you procrastinate. And, and at least uh, it's I guess it's one consolation to know those of us who have been procrastinating aren't alone. We've got company out there, right, Simon? Well, that's right. And while it may be a fun and entertaining topic for a speech course in college, it definitely is not so fun and entertaining when it comes to putting off your finances and then being in one of those situations Baron just mentioned. You know, I think it's really key to understand that it's never too late. You know, you'll always be better off uh, if you start today than if you continue to put it off. You know, you may not have been in the situation ideally where you would have if you had started five or 10 or 15 or 20 years before that, but it's never too late. You know, we, uh, there's a, article on money, uh, CNN.com was called three ways to recover from a late start to retirement planning. And it kind of provided three potential routes to catch up from a slow start to retirement planning. So you may not be alone in that category. The article here, we'll touch on kind of three of these different ways uh, that they kind of pointed out that you can go about catching up. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously we want to make sure we're putting enough away, saving, um, what's the first way you have for us to make sure we're doing this correctly? Well, you know, the first one is kind of the most obvious one. And to put it bluntly, it means you got to start by saving your, you know, what off. <laughs> yeah. You got to be clear. You know, it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to start saving. You're going to have to buckle down. You're going to have to kind of go against the grain, obviously, of what might be in your normal nature. If you've been putting it off and procrastinating, it might be one of those things that's difficult for you to do. But you need to do it. You're going to have to buckle down. You know, it means making some pretty big dramatic changes. You know, a lot of times we're kind of in a rut of what we're normally doing. And that means that we're going to have to kind of make some lifestyle adjustments, cut back on some of the areas that we're spending money. If we don't have some savable, disposable money, um, change the lifestyle a little bit, potentially, um, you know, 
cut back that waistline, cut back on the excess waste, kind of take some time to outline a budget and kind of figure out some areas where you can cut back, save, um, and get yourself kind of back on track. Well, starting uh, off our intervention here with some hard truths, aren't you? Simon? Yeah, yeah, we are, Tony. But, you know, sometimes the hard truth has to be said and we've got to kind of jumpstart the uh, situation by changing our ways significantly. Yeah, actually, Tony, I want to make a point on that, too. I mean, procrastination can really create issues in both your personal as well as professional relationships. Um, you know, on the personal side, especially if one spouse is more of a procrastinator than the other, you know, I'm definitely a get it off the plate type of person. Um, I've just always been like that. I, it's less, one less thing that I have to think about and boom, I get done and I can move on to the next thing. Um, my wife uh, isn't as OCD as I am um, in that regard, but at the same point, you know, at the same time, we make it work for each other. It's especially no joking matter when it comes to your retirement. You know, I wanted to actually at this point move on to the second way that you can recover from a late start to retirement which definitely fits into the uncomfortable zone for most of us, but that is to stay on the job longer. Um, you know, actually people are, um, that's one way that you can uh, uh, kind of increase your retirements that you, since you've procrastinated saving, you know, we, maybe we don't want to, but maybe it might be in our best interest to stay on the job longer. While this may not feel like a win, Staying on the job longer could potentially increase your monthly Social Security benefit down the road, um, as well as delaying filing for Social Security. Now, to see how much your benefit might uh, rise by working longer, you can actually go on ssa.gov and use their um, Social Security Retirement Estimator, and it'll give you an idea of, you know, if you waited till whenever time you you know, later, different periods of time down the road, it would tell you approximate estimates on what you would receive from Social Security. So how does this re-estimator or retirement estimator work? Well, it calculates just estimates based on your Social Security, your actual Social Security earnings record. You know, keep in mind, though, that these are just estimates. Social Security can't provide your actual benefit amount until you actually apply for benefits. And that amount is going to differ from the estimates provided, you know, for a couple of reasons. Um, your earnings may increase or decrease in the future. Um, after you start receiving benefits, they'll be adjusted for cost of living increases. Uh, in addition, your estimated benefits are going to be based on current law. The law governing benefit amounts can change. You know, right now, by the year 2034, the combined trust fund reserves are projected to become depleted. So the same projection that Social Security Administration provided last year may be different going forward in the future. Payroll taxes collected will be enough to pay out only about 79 cents on each dollar of scheduled benefits at that point. Now, quite frankly, I believe myself that the current issues that are approaching Social Security, I feel that they're going to be fixed. I mean, it would be political suicide for whoever's in office to not do anything about it. Um, plus, also, there are just things on the table right now that can actually fix the problems. But if nothing is done, then we're going to face that problem down the road. Right. And so we have to watch out uh, for this and not procrastinate. And you guys can help us out with that. But you're hitting us with the harsh truths today. And yes, 79 cents doesn't make a dollar. Right, Simon? Well, that's true. 
79 cents is not a dollar make. And I think everybody that contributed to Social Security would be pretty disappointed if they started cutting back. But I would agree. And there's a lot of other factors that go into it that that shouldn't be a first concern for anybody that's really close to retirement. Sure. Some of the other factors, though, you know, when we're talking about Social Security benefits, you know, uh, if you had some military service, uh, things that might affect your uh, Social Security pay- uh, payment at the end of the day, railroad uh, employers are another big one. Um, some uh, pensions, mainly uh, some of the federal ones that you were working through and you did not pay into Social Security. You know, a lot of people don't realize railroad workers aren't some of those federal pension participants are, particip- are uh, funding a pension rather than participating in Social Security. So that could greatly change uh, what you would receive from Social Security at the end of the day or whether or not you'd be eligible to receive something. You know, at Wellington Adams, we have a uh, Social Security maximization report that really helps outline if those things apply to you, what you can expect to receive, uh, things of all types of different considerations for spouses, life expectancies, things like that, to make sure that you're getting the most from your Social Security uh, over your lifetimes and to help maximize that and remove some of that burden uh, financially from other sources. Right. And I think this is a good spot to take a quick break. Our time is almost up for this first segment. Simon, do you have anything else you want to share before we take a quick break? Well, Tony, just that, you know, procrastination is something that affects people out there. You know, it's one of those things Baron keeps winking at me when he says his wife. And I think he's really just referring to me the whole time. (laughs) What? (laughs) He likes to check things (laughs) off the box. And sometimes I do admit I drag my feet a little bit. Um, So if you're in that bucket out there with the rest of us, you know, you have a late jump on some of these things financially that we're talking about or that strikes a chord, reach out to us. Uh, We've got the Retirement Income Toolkit. Uh, We're happy to sit down, help you outline a strategy to get you back on track, get you caught up. Uh, You can reach us at 855-793-2409 or online at wellingtonadams.com. All right. Thank you so much, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to hear more about retirement procrastination and our intervention for you here on Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face, personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. These days, access to 24-7 online service has become equally, if not more, important. That's why we offer an online platform that makes managing your finances easier while putting powerful tools at your fingertips. Generational Vault allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts, upload important documents, and view your financial information. All data is secured with an SSL certificate that uses a 2048-bit public encryption key, one of the strongest available, to ensure your financial life is kept protected. Whether you are in retirement or preparing for it, Generational Vault can be your new financial home. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit wellingtonadams.com. Welcome back, everyone, to our second segment of our show, Procrastination and Retirement. My name is Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard are speaking to you today from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If at any point during the show you'd like to learn a little more information, please feel free to give us a call at 855 793-2409 or visit us online wellingtonadams.com today we're having a retirement savings procrastination discussion or intervention whichever one you'd like to call it (laughs) 
And we're talking about ways to recover from a late start with retirement planning. Uh, we've already covered the first two ways to recover. One, start saving your, as Simon puts it so eloquently, you know what off. Um, the more you can save and get into that mindset, obviously the better. The second, stay on the job longer. Um, actually, a lot of people are working longer anyway, just because the fact that we're living longer and feeling younger and wanting to stay active with our employment. Right. And you guys have hit us with some harsh truths there, but important. Uh, we need to do these things. Hopefully, number three might be a little bit easier for us to adjust to. Yeah, Tony, you know, some people might find our last way um, or some of these concepts to be a little bit hard um, to apply, you know, for their late start to retirement. You know, the third way might be a little bit more um, flexible for some to find. Uh, and that would be to be, you know, to recover from procrastination would be to be flexible and resourceful. You know, it depends on your personal situation, of course, you know, how much you've saved already, how many years before retirement or other factors you know, that are going on that may not allow you uh, enough time to save or put enough money away, really, even if you work those extra years. Right. And obviously, you want to make sure uh, that you're getting as much as possible. Uh, but you said flexible and resourceful. Uh, that certainly sounds different than working longer. Yeah. Yes. You know, it is. You know, it could include working longer, of course. You know, that's one of the things that you may consider and will certainly be helpful. Um, but depending on your health and things like that, maybe that's not a possibility. So, you know, it may take some more unique steps to overcome the procrastination. You, you know, had to think outside the box a little bit or do something a little bit different. You know, something like in, uh, downsizing your house to a smaller situation um, or exploring reverse mortgages. You know, it's kind of a term that had a little bit of a negative connotation when they first came out. They're much more in favor of the banks, but they've really cracked down. And there's definitely some situations where they benefit uh, individuals and it's something worth entertaining. You know, you could work part time to supplement your social security savings, or maybe you always had uh, some type of hobby that you can turn into uh, generating some additional income for you in retirement to help offset that. There's plenty of ways uh, to do it. There's plenty of resources out there. You know, one of the biggest things is if you don't have an idea, sit down and kind of jot them down to a little brainstorming session. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And it does seem like we're in this new type of economy. They call it a quote unquote gig economy or other people refer to these as side hustles. You know, these jobs uh, like that you get on the side doing something you're more passionate about. I don't see that going away anytime soon. Do you, Baron? No, not at all, Tony. Actually, you may even be able to find work that's going to match some of your planned activities in retirement. You know, um, do you love attending games at your local university sporting event? Maybe, you know, the uh, local basketball team. Maybe there's a professional or a college basketball team that you like going to. Or um, maybe you could look at working at that stadium if that's the case. You know, experience the environment as an usher, you know, or some sort of support staff. And then you can make money at the same time. I mean, you get to watch the game. You get to be in an environment that you really like and you get to make some money. You know, I personally, I love to golf. I can definitely envision myself at some point maybe working at the local golf course um, so I can get, A, a discounted rate to go look for my golf ball in the woods <laughs> and, B, be able to get, get more friendly with the golf pro so hopefully I wouldn't have to go look in the woods that often for my golf balls. <laughs> but, there, you, know, you know, you could also maybe look at um, working at the museum. Maybe you loved going to the museum or you love going to the parks. I mean, some jobs provide those discounted memberships or exclusive access. There are many different job options 
available to you that might pair with something that you really enjoy as far as a hobby is concerned that can supplement your retirement income. Well, I think that sounds good. So Baron, why don't you recap those three options that are part of this retirement procrastination intervention? That's a great idea, Tony. I think I'll do that then. Um, so the first the three that we were talking about, just to go over it again, is one, start saving your butt off. Oops, excuse me, your you-know-what off. Um, <laughs> two, stay on the job longer. And three, just be flexible and resourceful. Now that we've had our procrastination discussion, I'd like to pivot to some other challenges that procrastination can cause for retirement. If you have been procrastinating, you know, you may have many things that you need to take care of in relation to your retirement. There's, um, I want to work through a top 10 list from Kiplinger.com entitled Top 10 Retirement Procrastination Problems. Um, the list ranges from addressing risk tolerances, guaranteed income, maximizing Social Security, as well as having a financial plan put in place. Well, and I love top 10 lists. It makes me feel like I'm on the old Letterman show with Paul Schaefer, right? <laughs> right. That's a great show. <laughs> well, we don't have time to dive into all 10 of the problems in the article maybe, but uh, there were a couple that we certainly wanted to focus on. And in fact, many of them are covered in the From the Heart journal that we have. We have a thing that we call here the From the Heart journal, and it's just a nice financial planning tool that allows the clients to outline their personal financial story, especially as it comes to uh, time for their beneficiaries to deal with their estate. Touches on things like dependent children, insurance policies, locations for important documents, you know, funeral and burial wishes, and much more. You know, all those things are mentioned there on that Kiplinger's list. Now, great discussion today, guys. You're talking about having a retirement savings procrastination intervention. It's a mouthful, but so important because, uh, you know, you've quoted a money.cnn.com article, three ways to recover from a late start on retirement planning. And you talked about those. The first was saving your you-know-what off, staying on the job longer, and being flexible and resourceful. And then you talked about a top 10 list from Kiplinger's and, and went through that. And you were going to talk about some of the most important items uh, from that top 10 list, right, Baron? Yeah, Tony, we wanted to touch base really on two of the, what we feel the most important ones. I mean, it's very important, obviously, to delay your social security benefit. Don't get me wrong. That is definitely an important one. Um, but we wanted to touch on on two of the, what we feel, again, as the two top ones. Um the two that we feel are probably the most important are um, just having a new attitude about risk, as well as also having a written financial plan. We feel that these are, as I said before, the two of the most important. So let's start with just talking about a new attitude about risk. You know, risk tolerance is an integral part of financial planning, as well as your strategies being implemented. It's something that evolves and changes over time and it's never going to be the exact same thing over your life uh, life expectancies for many retirees when they move into their retirement years they tend to focus um, on having some lower risk investments they're not really as concerned about getting that extra two three percent as they are about uh, protecting what they've worked hard for for at least a portion of their assets um, but every individual and, you know, their financial situation is unique. Not one, you know, it's not one 
box fits all. We utilize the risk rule of 100. It's a time-tested financial theory that, in my opinion, just simply works. You take the number 100, you subtract your age, and whatever number you come up with is really the amount of your investments that should be tolerating risk. And again, commensurate with what your risk tolerance level is. Because what we do is we also then further look at the own individual's tolerance to risk. You know, meaning if I have a client who's very risk adverse, then maybe we allocate a little more of the investment portion to the safer side. If the client's more willing to tolerate the volatility, then maybe we look a little, a little bit more at putting it towards the um, more aggressive side. Right. And it's interesting to hear. I know you've talked about the color of money on the show before, and I think that's a very helpful way to look at asset allocation with the the high risk and the lower risk and uh, money that hopefully isn't at risk and your principal's protected. So I know you have those different categories and the red, yellow, and green money. So that's a valuable tool. And I, I remember you mentioned one other item from that top 10 list that you wanted to talk about, Simon. Yeah. The other one of the items that stood out was having a written financial plan. You know, it's important to have a plan, of course, but until you put a pen to paper, you really jot it down, you really outline it. You know, it's just something that's nebulous out there floating around as a hypothetical that seems to make sense and kind of it's out there. You know, a written plan is much more concrete. It helps us to kind of outline exactly what's going to happen moving forward. You know, take things like that color of money risk analysis, apply it to your own personal financial situation. And it'll give you a lot more peace of mind and confidence understanding exactly what's going on and make things a little bit more tangible and easy to follow. Yeah, I think that's really important. Now we're almost out of time for today's show. Uh, Baron, is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? No, Tony, I think Simon just uh, covered it also. I mean, I never really understood how someone can work 35, 40 years and retire and then not know what to do, not have any kind of written plan put in place. It is really one of our main priorities and focuses at Wellington Adams. We truly believe that putting together a whole encompassing plan is going to really benefit the client. If anything, just give them peace of mind. You know what it means for them. It's going to show them that they're going to be able to to know that they've got a good, strong, solid financial plan put in place and give them the time to just hang out with family and, and do the things that they want to do and not have as many worries about it. I mean, obviously, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future and we have to make those adjustments as we go along. But it's really good to have that solid basis footing. Um, please feel free to visit our website, wellingtonadams.com, um, or if you have any questions about the show or if you'd like to sit down and meet with us for a complimentary uh, consultation, give us a call, 855-793-2409, um, and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have and see if possibly we can help put together a plan for you. Hey, that sounds great. And as usual, our time has just flown by. That does it for this week's episode of Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409.
or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.